Uh, Phil's going to be continuing in our uh, Colossians series, finishing it off for us, uh, speaking to us about how we can all get involved with the exciting things he's been sharing with us in the last few weeks. Yeah? Great. Go for it. <laughs> um, who, who is excited that the number of young people in this church is growing? Yeah, I mean, that is, praise God uh, for that. We need more of that across the church. Um, and who wants to get involved in serving this growing number of young people? Yeah? Brilliant. Okay, that's a good response. Thank you. Um, well, that's kind of a little bit about what we're talking about, really, today. Um, uh, like how we get involved, how we all play our part, how we take hold of our church. You know, this is an, this is an us thing. And um, as is often our pattern, uh, in September, we, we take a bit of time to sort of, uh, you know, look again at who it is we are and what it is that God's calling us to and our mission and our vision and the character of this place and, uh, and how we can all get involved uh, and play our part. And, um, and we've been uh, using uh, the book of Colossians as a kind of a lens to help us see that afresh uh, this September. Uh, and we began in, in chapter 1. Uh, really looking at Paul's prayer for the church in Colossae. Colossae? Philippa tells me it's Colossae. We had a whole conversation about how to pronounce that. But Colossae. Uh, and um, uh, and we, we sort of said, well, we're going to adopt this prayer for us, for this season and for one another. And, and that prayer looked a little bit like this. It kind of said, you know, I pray uh, for the wisdom to walk worthy, for the strength to sustain and for gratitude for grace. You know, what amazing things that we could pray over one another for this season. Wisdom to walk worthy, strength to sustain, and gratitude uh, for grace. That's my prayer uh, for us. And I, and I hope that's a prayer that we can all uh, grasp a hold of as we head into the autumn. And, th and then we thought a little bit last week about the character of this place, this harbour of hope uh, that we're all landed in. Uh, and we thought about our vision to make disciples, to transform communities, and to plant churches. And, and we talked about the idea of us being rooted. So the best way to, to make disciples is for us to be disciples. That's, that's, that is the, the primary evangelistic tool that we have, is to be a, a disciple ourselves. So we want to be rooted in Jesus. Uh, we want to be raised. We want to be transformed. You know, we talk about transforming communities, but what we're really talking about is each and every single one of us going out into the communities that we inhabit, that we represent, that God has placed us in, and being transformational. The best way to transform communities is to be transformed. We want to be rooted, we want to be raised, and we want to see our life of faith reproduced. You know, we're a, we're a church plant that plants churches that plants churches that's part of our core vision but actually we each get to take that value and that vision into our everyday lives each of us needs to be fertile in the kingdom of God and see our lives of faith reproduced all around us so that was a little mini recap from the last two weeks if you if you missed it get onto YouTube you can watch uh, like an hour's worth of literally what I just said uh, so you know you might just want to uh, just just take that um, and uh, and we're going to be in Colossians chapter 3 uh, today. So I, I hope you've been taking an opportunity over the last few weeks just to spend a bit of time in this amazing letter from Paul to the church uh, in Colossae. Uh, we thought a bit about the context and just the inspiration that it is that uh, we don't really know, but we think Paul probably never went to Colossae, certainly not in the context of being a church leader or 
planter. Uh, we do know that he spent a couple of years in Ephesus, and Paul planted this church into Ephesus, and, when, and we think actually, well, they, they then probably planted out of Ephesus into Colossae. Uh, we met this guy in chapter one called Epaphras, this amazing church planter that was sent. And then we know actually from Colossae, we see the church in Laodicea get planted, and we kind of get caught up in this amazing sense of, uh, you know, this reproduction of church uh, in what was sort of Asia Minor there, uh, as, as, as the Holy Spirit did something amazing in that generation. Uh, and of course, this is an inspiration for us uh, as we think about what God is doing with us and through us in our generation, as we think about the opportunities that we have here at St. Paul Shadwell to plant churches, you know, whether that's in, in Bethnal Green or in Bow, you know, whether that's in Spitalfields, whether today that's down in Poplar or wherever it is that God is calling us to, to kind of sow generously and give away the things that he has done, you know. So this, this context that we find here in Colossae is a real inspiration uh, to me. Uh, and my prayer is that we all might be able to join in with what it is that God is doing uh, in our generation. I, I mean, I am genuinely so excited that we are seeing the numbers of young people growing in this church. I mean, it's worth just pausing on that for a moment, because that's not normal, sadly. And that is not what we see around much of the church. But praise God, we are seeing the numbers of young people <laughs> growing, young people inviting their friends, young people getting excited about faith. You know, this is the stuff uh, that, we, that we pray for, and this is what we are beginning to see. I, th I think today what I want to do is, is, I guess, offer you an opportunity to kind of have, uh, I, I think I might call this, uh, you know, your treble A pass to your church. Okay, kind of an opportunity for you to get right into the middle, behind the scenes, to get stuck in, into the middle of your church. Uh, I, I used to do some photography uh, back in the day, and I remember I was very excited one time because there was a big event happening at the O2 Arena, and I got an, I got an AAA, access or whatever it is, pass uh, to the O2, and I was just like moving around. I could go anywhere I wanted. I could even get up onto the stage in the middle of this incredible thing that was happening. I was taking, it was amazing. You know, this AAA pass just got me everywhere, and it enabled me to get right into the center of the action, to the center of what was going on. And that's really, I guess, the vibe that I want us to be talking about today. You know, what is going to be your AAA pass that grants you access to the very heart of the things that God is doing today, in and through this church, in and through each and every one of you? Okay, and we're going to read together. Uh, I forgot to cue this up, uh, so you're going to have to pull out your devices. I'd love you to do this. Pull out your device uh, if you want to. We're going to the uh, ESV version. You've got to be quick if you want to join me. And uh, we're going to read together. I, 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 did, I forgot to, to cue this up. It's great when it's on the screen, isn't it? But I forgot. So uh, I'm going to read it. I'd love some of you to join in with me. Isn't it great when we can read Scripture aloud? We're going to read chapter 3. We're going to go from verse 1 to verse 17. The ESV version. So if you're quick and you're willing, then join in with me. And let's just read this together. Chapter 3, starting at verse 1, going to 17. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. 
When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming, and in these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, scathian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against the other, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this uh, moment and this, this uh, just brief opportunity that we get to look at your word together. Jesus, we pray that you would uh, speak to us now, uh, move amongst us by the power of your Holy Spirit, uh, encourage us, challenge us, shape us and send us out a little bit more like you, Jesus, than when we came in, for your glory. Amen. 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 So... How are we going to get involved? What's your pass to get into the heart of the things that God is doing here? Well, number one, attention. Attention. Where is your attention? I love the start of this chapter. Uh, if then you have been raised with Christ, and we talked about that last week, seek the things that are above. Set your minds on the things that are above. There's something here immediately that's proactive, isn't there? Seek. Set your mind. Take responsibility for where your attention lies. Where's your attention? Now, I, I just want to point out, now, I, love, I love this bit. This, this little bit here uh, has, has got one of my favorite uh, verses in the whole, whole of Scripture. So set, set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I love that. That's, I just wanted just to, just to hold on that for a sec. Your life is hidden. You are hidden in Christ. 
It's one, of my, it's one of my favorite verses in the whole of Scripture. What an amazing picture that I am hidden in Christ. You are hidden in Christ. You know, and I want to challenge us, and I want to sort of prod us a little bit today. But let's remember, you know, like we said right at the beginning, this stuff is all said in the context of grace. You know, we have gratitude for the grace of God that is around us. God loves you and he's full of grace for you. And even, even when we mess it up and even when our attention's in the wrong place <laughs> and we don't necessarily do the things that we, that we know we should do, actually God's grace abounds. You know, we're hidden in Christ. So that's the context for all of this. What an incredible God we have. Uh, but I want to challenge you because I think Paul's saying here to the church in Colossae, look, pay attention, come on, be proactive here. It's your responsibility to seek and to set your mind, it's not anyone else's responsibility to do that for you. We all need to take responsibility for where our attention is. And this is, you know, for our personal faith and our life with Jesus. But I think this, this applies to how we are with one another and how our lives in Christ play out in the community of Christ, which is our church, which is Christ's body here. And um, some of you will know that I'm, um, I'm pretty deaf. It's one of the defining characteristics about me. Uh, and, uh, and those of you that, that regularly talk to me will know that I'll often not respond. Um, and <laughs> and I'm, so, I'm sorry about that. Um, this, is a, a, this is a cross that my wife particularly has to bear. Um, and, um, and I know that that's pretty frustrating for people when I don't pay attention. And actually, sometimes I just miss things because I can't hear it. Now, something happened... Uh, ten years ago, I got a daughter uh, who actually is genuinely deaf. So I'm kind of a, you know, a little bit deaf. I mean, I'm pretty deaf, but she is actually deaf. And suddenly I kind of realized what everyone else had been going through with me all my life. And uh, uh, one of the things that I've noticed uh, here as I, um, as I try and talk to my, my wonderful ten-year-old, um, and I think as people try and talk to me, is there is a real difference between attention caught and attention given. There's a real difference between attention caught and attention given. If I've got something to say and I have to catch your attention first, it can be really frustrating, can't it? Isn't it frustrating? If you, if you want to communicate to someone and they're just not listening or you know, maybe it's not their fault, but they're looking somewhere else, their attention is elsewhere. And before you can communicate with them, you've got to go through all the trouble of catching their attention. But have you ever had a conversation with someone where they just, they sit and they just lean in and they look at you and they give you their attention? feels like a privilege, doesn't it? When someone listens to you like that, it's amazing. It makes you feel incredible. There is a real difference between attention caught and attention given. And I think there's a value here that Paul's flagging up to the church in Colossae straight away saying, hey guys, come on, you all need to take responsibility for where your attention lies. And you need to think about that with your own personal relationship with Jesus? You know, how is it that you're giving him your attention? But you know, I'm convinced that one of, the, one of the biggest ways that we see Jesus, we hear from Jesus, and we learn from Jesus, is by seeing him and hearing him 
and learning from him through others. You know, that is why God places us in the church. So as we proactively set our mind on the things above, as we proactively seek and give our attention, we need to be giving our attention to one another here. You know, throughout this, 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 this little preach here that I've got today, you know, I, these, these, I'm not asking you to give me your attention, but I'm asking you to give you, all of us, your attention. Because as we do church together, this is not about turning up and listening to someone on a Sunday. It's about how do we build a life together where we do life together, challenge one another, because we've all got Jesus in us. And we allow others to see and hear and learn from him through us. That's what church is really all about. And what a privilege that we get to do that here in this place called St. Paul's Shadwell. That we all get to call home. But it starts with taking responsibility for where your attention is at. You know, to lean in. To be proactive. You know, one of the things that we always struggle with, you know, uh, here in a place like this where there's so much going on is, is cons, you know, and with the finite amount of resource that we have, uh, we, we try uh, as a kind of a central team and, you know, put things on the website and send out emails and, you know, have WhatsApp groups and the various comms channels that we have and we're always trying to do that. Uh, but there's so much going on because you guys are up to so much and God is doing so much. There is a sense where you need to proactively lean in, you know, and sometimes... People say, why didn't you tell me? And I just say, well, why didn't you ask? (laughs) You know, and I want us to be a church where we lean in and proactively, you know, we say, what can I do? Someone came in this morning and the first thing I heard them say was, what can I I do to help? Is there something I can, you know, that's the kind of church I want us to be. I was so blessed the other day. I was at a wedding and uh, and I was chatting to some guys at this wedding I didn't know and... um, uh, and I said, oh, how do you, you know, how, they were serving like behind the bar. And, and I said, oh, how do you guys know the, the bride and the groom? And they said, oh, well, we've just, you know, we've just met them in church over the last couple of months. We don't really know them that well. But we just said, oh, what can we do to help? Can we just come and, you know. And so they'd given up their day so they could just come and serve at this wedding behind the bar because they said, well, we just want to get involved. We want to meet people. We want to we lean in. And I just thought, wow, that is the kind of church that we are and that I want us to go on being a proactive place where we place our attention we give our attention to one another and we lean in to the things that God is doing we each have a responsibility for where our attention lies okay that's number one the second thing attitude attitude We need to take responsibility for our attention. We need to take responsibility for our attitude. You know, Paul writes a lot to the church in the first century. And he writes a lot about attitude. (laughs) Uh, And he talks a lot about putting off and putting on things. Putting off and putting on things. Uh, In Ephesians chapter 4, he talks about the renewal of our attitude. We should have renewed attitudes. Uh, And he talks about putting on a new life. And in order to do that, we need to put off the old. And we renew our attitude. I love it in Philippians chapter 2, where Paul talks about us taking on the attitude of Christ. 
that we need to take on the attitude of Christ. Uh, and here in Colossae, we see this again here in the middle of chapter 3. He says, uh, he, he says, put off, therefore, what is earthly in you. Take these things off, sexual immorality, impurity, evil desire, anger, obscene talk. He lists out all these things. Don't lie to each other, he says. You know, this is the stuff that we just need to put off. We need to take responsibility for our attitude. We need to put these things off so that we can put on something different. Put on then as God's chosen ones, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And then this, this is like church 101, the most important thing you'll hear today. Bear with one another. And this is what Paul says. You know, and as, as people who are committed to the family of God, as people who choose to be a part of Jesus' body, to live with one another, to share life with one another, you know, we need to put on a new self. We need to bear with one another. You know, can we be a people that are kind more than anything else, that are humble, that prefer one another? You know, if we want to get caught up in the things of God here, if we want to really invest and make a difference and allow God to use us to bless one another and our community, to build his kingdom here, then we need to give ourselves a regular attitude check. The, um, the, the famous uh, poet and uh, philosopher, Ice Cube, said, check yourself <laughs> before you wreck yourself. You know, we need to take that on board. We've, got, we've, we've just got to give ourselves an attitude check sometimes, don't we? I, I, I met with someone uh, the other day who, um, not, not involved here, or, or any, and I, I had a, um, I was just having a, having, a, having a coffee with someone and just chatting to them about their life, and they'd moved around lots of different churches and been involved in lots of different ways and uh, in, in, a, in a different place, and they, and they, but they just said to me, they said, um, they just said, Phil, church is just a horrible place, and they were really broken lots of stuff and I sat there and I just oh it just it like crushed my spirit as they said that that the experience that this person had had in church was not of people's new selves that he rubbed up over and over with attitudes of uh, judgment and of anger and and you know gossip slander you know we know this stuff just exists everywhere you know wherever People get together. This is what comes out. And the church, sadly, is often no different. Now, we need to pray, Jesus, help us take off these old selves and put on the new. You know, might I be hidden in you, Jesus, so that when anyone walks in these doors, when anyone joins a team in this place, when anyone meets me in the street, when anyone comes to my house for like a home group or a dock, they just see Jesus. And they see kindness and gentleness and humility. That's the kind of church we want to be. You know, if you want to be involved here, if you really want to see God working in and through you, you've got to give your attention and you've got to check your attitude. Allow Jesus to shape you. Take on the attitude of Christ. Number three. 
We talked about attitude and, and attention uh, and, and action. I want to talk to you about action. You know, what are you actually going to do? How, what actions are we going to take to really contribute and to get involved uh, in, uh, in this place? Paul finishes off this little section in his letter. He says, uh, verse 17, and whatever you do, okay, I love just the, this is active stuff. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Uh, and this is obviously important because he basically repeats it about six verses later. Verse 23, he says, whatever you do, again, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we all get to play our part. We all get to do something. We all get to take action. Uh, and I want to just reiterate what you already know today, which is that this is your church, and nothing happens here apart from you. A church is not something that you go to. Church is something that you are, that you become. Each one of us get to play our part, get to take action. We talk about this as an all-hands-on-deck kind of ship. That's who we are here. Nothing happens apart from you. We don't go to church, we are the church. Uh, and as we said last week, this, this is not about us running big central programs. That's not what we do here. When we think about making disciples or transforming communities or, or whatever, this is not about us just doing big central programs that you can kind of just join in with or give to or whatever. I mean, we do run some great central programs. They're really great. Uh, and you guys are amazing at running those. But this is all about each one of us taking responsibility for the actions that we take so that we might all do and work and contribute you know, again, I'll remind us, last week we said the best way to make disciples is to be a disciple, every single one of us. I mean, Alpha's great. Please come to Alpha. Come and get involved. But you know what? If you really want to see people around you, come to know Jesus. Be a disciple. Be his disciple. You know, growth, the Homeless Project, it's great. We love doing that together. It's a great central program that we have that really helps reach out to some of the poor and the vulnerable. Uh, and I love the fact that so many of us are involved. You know, once again, you know, we, we, we don't hardly ever give any notices about it because actually it's all planned out. Uh, all the volunteer slots are full. You guys are amazing. The homeless are going to come here and they're going to sleep and be fed. And it's all sorted all winter. That's amazing. And we want to do those things. But actually, the best way to transform our communities is for each one of us to be transformed and each one of us to be transformation agents wherever it is that God takes us. You know, we all need to take responsibility and play our part. We all need to get involved in the things that God is calling us to individually and corporately. And so just two ways that you can take action. You know, firstly, give your time. Give your time. And you can do that personally by thinking about how you order your week, thinking about how you spend your lunch break, thinking about who you take out for a coffee, you know, thinking about being transformational in the workplace where you are. You know, when you're on the school gate, giving time to that mum that, uh, that you know just needs a little bit of extra care and love. 
You know, think about how do you give your time. You know, and as we do come together corporately, you know, how is it that you can invest your time here at St. Paul Shadwell? You know, one of the things when I think about kind of manpower, if you like, I think about volunteers. I like the, the kind of the structure that we have, which from the outside, you could look at this place and go, wow, that is like, you know, inefficient. It takes so many people to run stuff here. But, but actually, the value for us is, is engagement. It's about participation. It's about each one of us having stuff to do. I love the fact that just on a Sunday morning, it takes so many people to run this place. You know, one level you think, well, it's inefficient. You know, so many ways that we could cut, cut that out. But actually, we want everyone to have an opportunity to get involved and to serve. You know, I love the fact that when we prayed here at 9.30 before the, the meeting and all the people that are serving on different teams today, there were 28 of us that prayed together. There were 28 people that just prayed together before the service because they were all here early because they were setting up or they were serving on different teams. What an amazing thing that we get to do that together. You know, and we always need more people to bless more people. We've talked about the Young Life stuff, haven't we? You know, who, who thinks they could give a little bit of time to bless the way that God is growing that ministry? I mean, this is where the rubber hits the road. This is the real action, isn't it? Tea and coffee. Welcome. Working with young people. Looking after the kids. Set up, tidy up, worship. I mean, there's so many different things. Production. That's just for how we worship together at 10 a.m., let alone all the other things that we might do together during the week. You know, how are you going to give your time? How are you going to structure your diary so that God can use you uh, both in the workplace, in your home, uh, and in the church when we do gather together centrally? Nothing happens apart from you. Action, give time. Action, give money. We need to talk about money. Where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. That's, you know, Jesus talked about money more than almost anything else. And, uh, and when we talk about money and financial giving in this place, we often we kind of talk about three things. Uh, you'll remember this if you've been here for a while, but we, uh, we often talk about giving uh, just as a part of our discipleship, uh, giving as our worship. Uh, you might want to give a percentage of, of what you have, of what comes in. And, and, that, and ju we just give that to God as a statement of worship. Uh, we give because we worship. Uh, sometimes we give uh, because we're responding to vision. You know, there might be specific things that we want to give into. You know, a campaign that we might be doing. I mean, there's good scriptural roots for this. You know, we think about uh, the, the Israelites when they're rebuilding the walls and things like this. You know, and people respond to, to vision, uh, and almost like over and above responding just as worship. They respond to the vision of the kingdom, and they give in that way. Uh, and, and there's a third way that we see throughout Scripture as people respond compassionately, and we think about our alms, alms to the, to the poor. And as we see need, we want to give to need. And I'd encourage you, as you think about giving, think about how am I giving just, just in worship, just, beca just because. You know, I give, I give, I'm just giving because that says to God, you're more important than my money. You're more, more important than anything else. I'm just going to give because I love you. And then how do we give because we're caught up in the kingdom? And how do we give because we're compassionate towards one another? These are three great ways to think about giving. 
I'd love to encourage you, if you don't give uh, financially already into the life of this church, just to, to think about that, to consider that, to consider that cheerfully. You know, there's, there's no compulsion here. But I'd love to encourage you to think about that. Uh, there's lots of ways to give. You can go onto a website, sps.church forward slash give, and you can see the different ways to give. Uh, to be honest, the best way is just a standing order. Standing order, it's the cheapest way. There's no extra fees anywhere. You just give, uh, give regularly. We can, we can claim gift aid on that. You know, what an amazing thing that we get like 25% back or something like that on top of which the government uh, gives. It's amazing. Check it out. sps.church forward slash give. I wanted just to tell you a little bit about what Charlotte and I do. You know, I often talk about this when we're talking about giving. I think it's just always helpful to hear an example, isn't it? And actually, we've changed a little bit since I last said this. Uh, we've, we've changed the way that we, that we give um, because I've got Monzo. Anyone got Monzo? It's great. I love the fact that these new kind of apps, they just help. It, feel, it feels like you've got cash because it's real time. You see numbers and it, it's, it's easier, I find. So anyway, we've got Monzo, we've rethought stuff. And so what, so what we do is we've, we've, worked, we've kind of worked out uh, what is, what's our income, uh, all the, our sort of household income, um, and we just give 10% of that. Uh, 10% is a good scriptural number. Uh, there might be too much for you, might be too little. You know, this is, this is cheerful, not, not compulsive stuff, okay? Um, so you, you think and pray about it. For us, we put 10%, that seems like a good number. Um, and so that's the first bill that goes out. Uh, standing order, comes to the church. It's the first thing that goes out, out of our account before anything else, every single month. So 10%. Fun. And then we used, to, we used to actually give more to the church. Matt, we stopped doing that now. So then what we've done, because uh, we thought we want to have a bit of fun with this. So then what we do is we then take another 5% and we put that in a generosity pot. In, in our Monzo. So we've got, so we basically give us our worship 10%. First thing, we just give that to God. You know, it's a statement for us that we say, this is how we worship God. So we give 10%. And then we take 5%, another 5%, and we put that in a little generosity pot, um, which is kind of then sort of, we can get, we can get creative with that. And if, and if, we, if we see a, a charity that we want to give to, we'll, we'll use that. Or if there's an individual that we want to bless, we, we know we've sort of budgeted some generosity funds if you like, uh, you know, if, if there's something that's going on in the church specifically that we want to contribute to uh, over and above our, our, our tithe, our 10%, then it means that we've budgeted for that. We've got a generosity pot. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, you don't have to do that. You can do something completely different. But I'd love to challenge you to think about how is it that you are going to take action, give your time, and take action and give your finance. Think about worship. Think about vision. Think about compassion. These are the keys to think about how we give. You know, and different ones of us will do that in different ways. But every one of us should be serving. Every one of us should be giving. You know, the reality is some of us will be time poor and cash rich. And we'll feel the, the pang of giving our time a lot more than our money. But for some of us, it'll be the other way around. But actually, each of us get to make a statement of worship to God by taking action in these ways and giving into his church. So let us be fully involved in our church. You be fully involved in your church. This is your, this is yours. Let's seek the things above. Let's transform our attitudes by the power of the Holy Spirit and let's, let's take action 
with our time and our resources so that we can all get hands on deck here uh, and continue to allow Holy Spirit to move amongst us and to work out uh, of us because together we can go on creating this, this vibrant, uh, loving, impactful church community because of the grace of God that we are so grateful for. You know, may our lives be a testament to the transforming power of Christ in us. And may we all get involved, pick up our AAA pass and see God's kingdom grow uh, in this place. Would you stand? I'd love us just to take a moment as the band just come back onto stage just to allow the Holy Spirit uh, to speak to us. Let's just, let's just take a moment. Let's just, you know, again, it, I'd love just to, let's just remember the context of all of this stuff is that, is that each one of us are hidden in Christ. What an amazing, amazing thing that actually when God looks at you, he sees Jesus. That's, that's, that's where we start. That's where we start. That's a given. You are hidden in Christ. But as followers of Christ, involved in his body, blessing one another, doing this stuff together, you know, how is it that God might be calling you to get involved in this season ahead of us? We've got an exciting autumn that we're stepping into as we go on making disciples, transforming communities, planting churches. You know, this is the vision that we talk about, but it's also the vision that we see, the vision that we get to see unfolding before us. And each one of us are called to play our part. So Holy Spirit, I just invite you to move amongst us now. Come and have your way, Jesus. Speak to us, Lord. Each one. You know, it's an amazing thing that, that you can hear God. Every one of us. This is not just reserved for sort of people on the platform or those of us who are especially holy. <laughs> what an amazing thing that God speaks to each and every one of us. You know, what is it that God might be saying to you today? going to worship. Let me encourage you to keep focusing on Jesus. I remember I heard someone talking about how we, we, we constantly get to turn our attention and our affection 
Lord Jesus. So let's continue to do that now. And in a moment, we're going to share Holy Communion together. As a reminder of all that Jesus has done and given for each and every one of us.